This is Jack Scaggins. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? A short while after the inaugural baptism of Jesus, he selected 12 men to be his disciples. The 12 traveled with him for three years. They were taught constantly by his words and through his actions. All but one came from the region of Galilee. Four of the twelve, Andrew, Peter, James, and John, made their living as fishermen on the Sea of Galilee. Several years ago, I was privileged to travel to the Holy Land. The Sea of Galilee was a marvel to me. A 60-mile coastline, crystal clear water flowing with snow melt from Mount Hermon, is a picture postcard setting. It is crouched like a bowl surrounded by tall ridges which explain the sudden storms described in Scripture. I loved my experience there, imagining I was tracing the footsteps of the Master and His disciples as I walked the shoreline. Luke in his gospel gave several chapters to the Galilee ministry of the Savior. Chapter 5 in particular has always stood out to me. Jesus is followed by a great crowd as he approaches the fishing boat owned by Simon Peter. A conversation probably ensued with Jesus getting in the boat, asking Peter to push out a little way from the shoreline. The crowd lined the shore and listened to Jesus teach using the boat as his pulpit. The subject nor the time spent is not part of the narrative, though one can assume several hours passed before the crowd dispersed. Jesus then turns his attention from the crowd to Simon Peter and gives him a strange command. Launch out into the deep, let down the nets for a draught. The rabbi has sent the seasoned mariners on a fishing trip. Peter obeys reluctantly, exclaiming that they had just brought the boat in from an unproductive night and they had caught nothing. To their dismay, suddenly their nets were bulging so completely full that they required help from the other boats. Peter recognized the event as a miracle. He saw Jesus as the Savior, and he fell at his feet, declaring himself to be a sinful man. The event was the beginning of three years of ups and downs in Peter's life as Christ began the training of the twelve. Peter would learn that the one who could fill the nets with fish could also walk on that water could cause the wind to cease and the waves to lay still and a fish to have a gold coin in its mouth. Jesus addressed Peter personally many times. This brash, brazen fisherman would become one of the greatest followers of Christ, but not until after some very trying moments. As I have studied Peter's life, I have been able to personally relate to him. The Apostle Paul, in contrast, always seem to have the right words and actions in every case, but not Peter. As the spokesman for the disciple band, he would rise to supreme heights, then plummet to dismal lows. One minute he was blessed as the source of divine revelation, proclaiming Christ as the Messiah, and the next rebuked for allowing Satan to use him to downplay the cross. He boldly left the boat to walk on the water, but began to sink in the murky deep when he took his eyes off of Jesus. Even at the last, he boldly declared his allegiance to Christ, even unto death, then denied him three times, cursing and swearing that he didn't even know him. At the end of Jesus' three-year ministry, he is arrested, crucified, and his disciples were scattered. There was confusion and disappointment in everybody's heart, so much so that Peter said to the other disciples, 
I go a fishing. The rest agreed, and immediately the boats came out of dry dock, and the nets were ready, and Galilee Sea welcomed them. That night they came up empty. They caught nothing. There were many reasons Peter may have thought to abandon his discipleship. Fear of persecution, guilt at his own sin, unrealized expectation, or just being bone-weary of the conflict. At any rate, he found himself in a deja vu situation. Jesus is at their launch point on the shore this time with breakfast on the fire. Their nets empty from the night before now are bulging with the multitude of fish. Instantly, Peter knew it was Jesus, plunged into the water, swam the hundred yards to the land. As they gathered around the fire and ate and listened to Jesus talk, the surreal flashback to the time when Jesus first stepped into Peter's boat and said, thrust out a little from the land, had to have been on the apostles' mind. This time the master did not ask Peter about his early profession or his status with the disciples or any part of his past performance, but just simply asked, Peter, do you love me more than these? I believe Jesus swept his arm across the horizon, uh, taking in the sea and the boats and all of those details that Peter was so accustomed to. The these Jesus referred to were the boats, the nets, the sea itself, and all that Jesus had called Peter from. Peter went on to be the ultimate fisher of men that Jesus commissioned three years before. He used the gospel keys to open the door of the gospel to the Jews at Pentecost and later to the Gentiles at the house of Cornelius. Two epistles grace our New Testament from his pen. Historians record that he was crucified for his faith as Jesus prophesied that day on Galilee's shore. In retrospect, Peter's life with Christ parallels ours. A small request, let me sit in your boat. Not much is required from that. Thrust out a little, that's not a bold venture. Once he responded positively, he asked a large investment. Now launch out into the deep. As with Peter, what starts with a faith encounter should result in a total commitment. I'm certainly thankful that God spared me a panorama of my life from the beginning. After five plus decades as a pastor, I recognize that growth in grace is actually what the word implies. It's a process of maturing. The heights and lows mark the best of the believers. The best of men are but men at their best, and all of us have feet of clay. In most every life, there are consistent inconsistencies. I wish I could say that every day I would feel as Peter must have felt that first day on Galilee as he stepped from the boat, threw down the nets, and turned his back on the sea. Peter heard Jesus clarify as he cut to the heart of the problem. Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? More than the boat? More than the sea? more than all the rest that really belongs to me. It took Peter a lifetime, as it does all of us, to realize who owns that boat. It is well said that either Jesus is the Lord of all or not Lord at all. In a few short days, Peter will stand in Jerusalem on Pentecost and proclaim the resurrection of Christ. In the days following, he would find himself in Roman shackles. 
The church was exploding with Peter leading the charge. The tranquility of that Sea of Galilee was a distant memory. Peter lived his life answering the master's question, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me, Peter, more than these? Yea, Lord, Peter said, thou knowest that I love thee. This is Jack Scallions. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity today to share just a few moments from my heart to yours.